With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey everybody, happy Monday, how are you? It's great to be back on the Career Expert Live here with Joe Wu. So we had a great show coming up here with photographer Paul Pruitt, amazing person, known him for a few years, so we're going to bring him on just and uh, last one, if you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to it, keep it going. Uh, we discussed intentions and how to do it, it was awesome, and we've even actually taken a couple of the updates too. The website will be live by the finally. So closing in on that, uh, made a lot of good progress. It's definitely been a labor of love and a struggle, but sometimes that's what you got to go through to get what you want. Uh, the show will actually be on iTunes. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we got preliminary, preliminary approval. They are reviewing it. Uh, I don't see any reason why I will be able to against once around. Just a reminder, I am available for hire. I'm a career and life coach, so take advantage of great pricing in the beginning while I'm getting started. Um, something I want to talk about is um, who you spend your time with. And something I valuable lesson I learned last week, um, you know, what I usually say is who you spend your time with is who you become. You've heard that from a lot of people, and it's really, truly amazing. Um, if you want to become successful and find success, success leaves clues. An entrepreneur that. About somebody something like a market about him and a lot of entrepreneurs uh, do. They get out there and success is, and that's sometimes where success is at. You really got to pattern yourself after someone. And you know, when I talk to people, you know, coach people, and just in a lot of networking meetings, I hear, hear some people say, it's so hard to do this, just don't know where to begin. And yet, virtually the answer is, well, I've talked to a friend or relative. And there's nothing wrong with talking to friends or relatives, but if you're in interested in the book, some of the things I've actually done, there's a gentleman out there called The Heart People, and just started watching his YouTube videos later, and again, it's I've done this and seen a huge growth for myself, and I think one of the things I learned in that valuable lesson was, is that I was doing it inconsistently, like dabble, like get in and out, and I wouldn't do it consistently, so that's really the key. And you see drops in progress. So really, when you got to go in, you got to go full in and go full force. And if you don't, then you're going to see those gaps. And not success. So let's go over to the news before we bring Paul. Paul news I've heard. Uh, rapper 50 Cent filed for bankruptcy. It's $200 million. Let's think about that for a second. $200 million. We all have problems. We all go through struggles. But just think about the mismanagement of finances there. Again, we don't know all the details in the story, but however... That's something that we'll, we'll definitely be talking about, and part of the curriculum we have here is, is managing good finances. You know, we've all screwed up at certain times, but just just think about 
that, 200 million. It's just absolutely amazing. More to come on that. News from dailyjobcuts.com. Uh, you've all heard about the Greek crisis. Basically, not an impact on jobs per se, but if you got investments in the stock market, you know, the Dow and, and American Stock Exchange has been up and down quite a bit, especially a lot of those uh, stocks that are out there. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but the banks will be closed until Thursday. Again, just keep an eye on and really be, be sound in your decisions there. Um, so the employment situation in the U.S., the June numbers came out last week. Unemployment rate dropped to 5.3%. I know a lot of people said, is that really a true number? But that's a number that's actually until something changes, but the uh, total non-farm payroll employment increased by 223,000 jobs in June, which is a good improvement, and number of since declined by 375 million down to about 8.8 million. So again, we're seeing some deep progress there, which is good. However, uh, laying off 7,800 employees in their phone business and that Nokia acquisition, so the focus will be back on the core business, which is really uh, the Windows product. North Carolina, that's about 2% of their workforce. Uh, Macy's is actually closing its down. It's actually Cody, which is a large cosmetic and perfume, coming off 205. Phoenix, Game Law has 100. And, all right, sorry about that, everybody. Looks like we had a whip in the network here, but we apologize for that. We'll clean that up uh, once the show becomes available and we'll edit it for the podcast. That's the beauty of you never know what's going to happen. Actually, we're special guest here today, uh, Paul Pruitt. Paul's a Delaware photographer, the area's most sought-after photographers. He's had a camera in his hand since he was seven years old. Years uh, old, photographing for uh, wedding engagement, uh, corporate headshots, actor headshots, fashion glamour, portfolios, passion headshots, corporate events, real estate photography, and just about probably. Anything else? Um, I think a great thing is he teaches photography awards. Recently, the uh, 2014 News Journal uh, Reader's Choice Award, and he's just got an amazing style that can fit any any client style, which is really cool. Very charming individual. So, welcome to the show, Paul. Hi. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks for being here. So, Paul, so you've actually had a camera in your hand since you were uh, seven years old. So, I'm sure you're having a lot of fun with your your family. Yeah, I tell you what, it, it was an interesting experience as a um, child of poverty, actually. I was bounced around a lot as a kid, and, and my grandmother gave me $20 at a community yard sale, and I was walking through the neighborhood, and I came upon a whole bunch of cameras that, that a uh, lady uh, was getting rid of, and she actually was a wedding photographer. So oh, awesome. she actually took the 20 bucks out of my hand and, and gave me the entire several hundred dollars worth of gear, you know. So I didn't know what I was doing at the time, of right. course. You know, I was just thinking around. But, but it is definitely something that's it's become and it's grown initially with something packed for fun, and, it, and it's evolved into something that I do for a living as well. That's great. So what were some photographers that might have influenced you, you know, seeing a lot of photography in the world? Anybody that stands out that really kind of influenced your career? Wow, that's a great question. The I've had I have a lot of influences. Um, I had a fortunate experience. Uh, one of my... Um, people that I look up to, uh, Annie Leibovitz, I had the opportunity of a in Las Vegas about 11, 12 years ago and actually meeting her person in the hotel room and, and she's an incredible uh, inspiration. And I think she's at each workshops I, I heard recently as well. That's cool. That's pretty interesting. 
yeah, so that's, that's great that you had some time to spend with her and really just get that one-on-one time and kind of really learn a lot from her. And mm. Cool. Yeah. So how'd you get from starting out to where you are to really having your own business? I think a lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, want to know people trying to do entrepreneurship. You know, they got an idea and they have a passion and really camera in my hands or I've got something in my hands and I want to do this. So how do you really uh, get started from where you are, just kind of a hobby to getting to your own business? I've taken a very interesting path getting here. Uh, originally, I, I did take four years of it in, in high school. Did very well. I had some uh, awards that I received at the time, some traveling exhibitions. And I unfortunately, uh, that's, that summer after I graduated high school, I uh, had a bad dream. I was taking pictures of the Easter Bunny at the, <laughs> uh, the local mall as a failed photographer. That's At least that's what I had in my, my head. And uh, so I decided to go on a different career path. And at that point, I went into real estate. I did very, very well in that world for many years. And life came full circle. There's a certain point where that, that ran its course in about eight years ago. I went back to riches back again, and I found myself eight years ago homeless uh, without oh, wow. uh, any money. And, and I had, had a camera since I was a kid, and I loved it. And, and it's something that I, I personally think that eight years ago, I never took of anybody in the state of Delaware professionally be helping to understand, you know, business, marketing, branding, right. how, to, how to pull it all together and reposition. So I had to reposition my entire life. It wasn't just yeah. my career. It was climbing back up and coming from beyond zero. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you had a lot of nights where you just kind of had that, and the entrepreneur have that doubt, have that kind of lack of confidence. Okay, what am I doing? What's going on? When's it going to finally work? What was that like? It's like that uh, spinning the wheels in the mud and it keeps getting right. deeper figure out. And, and I, th- I think what happened was at, at the time it was I was in survival mood and photography was my first love. So it's something I naturally I didn't think we'll do that again right. in the world. And in business, it's something I knew when I was in the real estate world is you have to niche. You have to find your mark. You have to find what you stand for. You can't be all things to all people. And it's something that you, you really need to focus in and become the specialist, become the guru, become the expert in something very, very specific. Not, right. you know, you, again, you just can't be all things to all people. So, yeah. so that babies and newborns and every, I did it right. all wrong, you know, and and I had to really hone in. And, and thankfully, eventually, it, it evolved, taking the business and marketing skill sets that I had in, in the other industry, and I was able to apply it in, into this world. Yeah, I, I think you really big up, bring up a good point because I think a lot of people, including myself, kind of getting into entrepreneurship here, uh, do everything, all kinds of other things instead of focusing on coffee. So that's a, that's a really big point. It's trying to do too much, really burn yourself out. And I think you really get inside your business where you need to be on top of it and really focusing on driving, trying a lot of things to, to move forward. So it's yeah. a great point to bring up. A lot of people workshops is that every time uh, the holidays come around, I know there's going to yep. be a whole slew of new photographers that are going to be cropping up uh, right. right after. We're going to get those 25 or those 50 likes on the Facebook, and all of a sudden now that's <laughs> going to take them, and they're like, oh, somebody's going to mention in a comment, wow, you should be. They don't have a business background and a skill. Very hard because it's no. Do separate you from the pack. 
Yeah, and you, you look, you know, just Google some photographers in certain areas, almost with hundreds, if not thousands of people in major major markets. So it, it's interesting you bring that up too with, with people trying to start out. You know, they get that idea and say, oh, great, you know, I got some likes. So I know you teach a little bit around the world and teach here. Do you see a lot of people, you know, kind of coming in right off the bat, just having that overconfidence and you know, do this and yet reel them in a little bit? I, you know, it, it, there's people that come in at all levels, and I think this right. goes with every business. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with confidence, and yep. I, I, I feel there's nothing wrong with ego in your, in your knowledge and your experience. So it, it's something that there's nothing. For me, confidence comes through experience and time. So I think some people get out there, they, they start they have everything on camera, they come out with a few good photos, they present them out into the public, and, yeah. you know, there, there's a the natural course of uh, learning. We talked about this recently, you know, the, the unconscious incompetence until something in the moment happens, and you're like, ooh, wow, I don't know. Right. And I think there's a lot of people who do that. When they come through my courses, and, you know, sometimes they're confident and all of a sudden, they get this jolt, this reality check. Like, wow, this is more than a camera. Right. And the interact be successful in photography. These you really need to down because it's about eighty, ninety percent about the business. It's about branding, marketing, how you present right. yourself, your communication skills, your customer service level. How are how are you following up with people? Because so many people in entrepreneurship they drop the ball in a lot of different respects, and sometimes yeah. they're so focused on just the technical aspect and really to be successful to everything else but that one piece. Yeah, great point. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So I, I know when you get people in, they probably, you know, get the camera and they get this great idea. And you just talked about so many different things. So I'm sure you got a pretty pretty busy schedule. So what's your schedule like, let's say, on a weekly basis? <laughs> the uh, This is definitely not a nine-to-five job. Right. Uh, the interesting thing, and it, it does come challenging, you know, if you're in a relationship, uh, there's definitely that, that delicate balance of work-life balance yep. that I think we all seek in our lives. But uh, the majority of the people that we serve, you know, they work a nine-to-five. Right. You know, you know weddings happen in the, on the weekends. And uh, I do a lot of corporate work, a lot of headshots. That happens during the week, thankfully. But right. um, engagement sessions, client meetings, during the week. so there, there's that give and take. The uh, I've always learned, you know, especially being self-employed <clears throat> my entire adult life, is it's very easy to sabotage yourself. Like yeah. you can set goals, you can have the right mindset, but on a daily basis, who's the one? You know, um, what's that purpose? What's that why? What's going to get you right. out of bed every morning to get yeah. you motivated? Because you are your own boss. And this is something when I was in the real estate world and I used to teach around the United States for for a major uh, brand, uh, the, the number one thing was that we used to call it an independent contractor attitude with an employee mindset. And that's like, hey, don't tell me what to do as right. an independent contractor, but hey, since nobody's looking over me, I'm going to sleep in or I'm going to play on the computer or I'm going to, I'm going to you know, reorganize my desk 30 times and get this system and everything. So, right. So it's very easy to sabotage yourself. But I, I firmly believe in the daily schedule yep. because you're either going to have slow successes in the moment that is going to bring you to a successful day, and then you'll have successful days that will bring you to successful weeks and successful weeks that will bring you even forward beyond that. Yeah. So you're either every day making a choice that you're slowly going on track right. or you're, track with your, you're shortening your long-term goals. So I'm a, I'm a big believer. Really. So, but my typical day is client follow-up. Yeah. Uh, I'm very thankful that with the branding marketing I do, I bring I draw business uh people not to have to ask and on uh, so I just keeping up with with the current clients making sure that they're happy try to exceed their expectations so on learning you know doing this I've been still uh I'm learning every single day yeah and that's a great point too I think so many people they get into 
business and now I'm ready to roll. And, and I think that's, you know, people need to keep learning. I've been seeing, you know, for myself so far, how do you keep up with the technology changes in, in photography? You know, it changed so quickly, but how do you keep up with all that? You know, that, that brings up an interesting point because <clears throat> there's, in the photography world, there's two different types of drivers. There's the artistic photographers, and they're out there, and, and you can give them any device at all, and they're going to find a beauty. You can give them an iPhone. You can right. give them a point-and-shoot. They're looking at lighting composition. They're looking at different elements. They get a piece of work. And then you have the techies. You have the ones that are the gearheads. They're the ones that, no matter what the latest and greatest technology is, they're going to want to go out and grab it. And, right. Um, I'm people with that it's not the focal point. It's something that um, the gear that I have is professional level. It's there to allow. And you have to be careful these days because the camera companies only make money when they resell you something. Yeah. So Everything has a, they they want to recycle and get you bought right. by the next thing. Yeah. But the interesting thing is sharpening the, the saw as far as my skill set, then yeah. constantly reinvesting in, in my camera bag. Good point. So you talked a little bit about earlier about you know kind of getting up every morning, going sometimes to the grunt work, a lot of long hours. What, what's your why now? Like what would drive you to get up every morning? You know, it's the why from I think from the beginning of time was uh, I come from a very poor background, sure. and I'm I'm a, a son of two addicts, and uh, went through the recovery phases, and I I just lived in a very very tough. Uh, upbringing uh, growing up, and I have a nine-year-old son, and I I don't want him to ever experience what I went through, right. and it's something that my my biggest why is typically external of me. Um, it's my son and also my girlfriend. Like I I they're my motivation. They they get me up every morning. They get me excited, and it's something that I I That's find awesome. that it's really helping other people. I just I I've lived an entire life food, and I just want to give back and and just to see my son grow up into a little gentleman and just having that, that lifestyle and that experience outside of work, I think, right. is, is, is my means to my end. Right. It's very cool. And I know when, when our family, when you did the uh, Santa shoot a couple of years ago, I just it took notice. I mean, it was amazing how, how great you were with ki- little kids and just mm-hmm. how, how great you are were with us. Kind of walking everybody through the steps. And our son just was so afraid of, of Santa Claus. And it was amazing. <laughs> and like, we got, so we got some time. No worries. We got some time. And you did a couple of different things and just the amazing tricks that you had. And you see mm-hmm. it in your personality. had just resonated. Tell my wife on the way home. I'll never forget a conversation. He's an awesome photographer. He just really took the time to explain everything. It was just an all-around great experience. You know, because you get through there's good, you know, good people, and you get people just they kind of run you through just because they want the business. But you just took so much time, explained everything, and the photography was just beautiful too, which okay. was just great. And I tell you, everything in my life is motivated by money. Right. And I think to are everybody's yeah. always like monetize this how to make money right how to write on that you're going to always cut corners you're always going to look for the shortcuts yep. you're you're not going to focus on the real experience because when you don't focus on the money and you focus on like how can i create different for the experience of the person on the other side of me here right if i can go above and beyond and really because then you really get into it as well like you become passionate oh, about yeah. it. you want to see that smile you want to see the excitement you want to see the emotion you want to see the end result emotionally right. and then when that happens the money comes. You yeah, don't it's have like an abundance. Yeah. 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 But 
But when you focus on in the reverse, and I think, and I think, unfortunately, a lot of people do that. They focus on the money, and then you do everything wrong because you're focusing on the wrong aspect. Right. So the moment that somebody feels just a dollar bill to them, they are not going to recommend either their friends and family members right. and their workers, and they're not going to come back to you. And that you're not neither side is going to win in that scenario. Yeah. Tough. So you know, get a little bit. So you keep. I think you really keep your clients very calm. I mean, I saw that obviously with our son, and obviously you know, do the wedding shoots. You got the nervous bride and, <laughs> and the jittery groom and things yeah. like that. So what's your specialty? Really, kind of keeping them about them and just making sure they have a special day. Well, I can go really deep on that. <laughs> hey, let's get well, another show then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you're familiar with as well. But yep. um, many years ago, uh, when I trained um, estate brokers and agents across the United States, I trained tens of thousands of salespeople. Um, I learned along the way a methodology or uh, what science is called NLP, neurolinguistics, and just how yep. people, you know, shift their values and how their mental thoughts and the state of mind that they're in. And, pain and pleasure and how we relate to that. And I just always put myself in the other people's shoes. And it's something that when you can create an incredible experience and have them where you know what you say and do is going to impact the person at the external view. And I've always been a big um, believer that you give back from the world what you give it. So it's something that, you know, and I'm going off track here. So yeah, no, it's great. This, this is, is my Realtor back yeah, then. Yeah, I, 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 I Yeah, I start hearing NLP and I, I love it. So, so keep it going. It's good but, stuff. Yeah, but it's just something that, from a servicing standpoint, and just it, you, you really. Yeah. I think some people are internally they're like, I mean, what's in it for them? What's in it for the person that's sitting across from you? If you can have them walk away and feel excited that they were with. I'm not sure if you ever read the book Raving Fans. Yeah, I have. Uh, so, that's great book. One of the, the Customer service. Maybe you should uh, do, but yeah, I like that. Hey, there you go. Grab it. Yeah. Uh, but I, when I had my real estate company years ago, every single agent, and I had over two for me, I used to give them as part of the new hire. Like right. I wanted them to look at long-term service, how to how to get a customer where people just walk and said, "Wow, that was nice." I wanted them to walk out the door and rave. And like it was, they had a megaphone to tell uh, everybody, uh, "Wow, you have to come here." And that's just like the Santa thing. Yeah. That that happened um, this year would be the ninth year that we did the Santa experience, oh, wow. and I was in survival mode the first year I did that. <laughs> I had to get right. away. Have nobody or last year we did 132 sessions, and uh, they uh, picked an article about within the the photographer. I remember that. Yeah. A couple other places picked up on it, went, went national. We're, we're in the midst of uh, actually licensing it uh, this year right. uh, to be able to do the concept because we have a copyright. And that's itself. And you just never. That's great. So, you know, I was into videography when I was in high school. So I camera and I did our uh, basketball things. And I remember back in 1993, my senior year, we were in the uh, semifinals. And we actually had one of our guys shoot a three pointer and win the game. And actually, I got bumped. At so I kind of missed my shot. So uh, you ever had that experience where, you know, one experience, you were trying to get a shot. I wish I would have got that. So what's that kind of like? You know what? I think, I think there's been more experiences because thankfully I don't, I don't feel that I had that when I'm working right. and we always have at least, at least one like a wedding and even 
I have two photographers, so right. I'm always hoping if, if I miss a moment. But I, I'd say I've had more life experiences where I wish I had my camera. Yeah. Uh, more so than um, than in the there's, there's a lot of experiences where you're just somewhere. You know, it's funny because a whole new generation is never going to appreciate this saying, but you know, like, wow, it's a Kodak moment. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like the, the whole you know, the generation forward, like my right. nine-year-old son's like. Uh, we're just talking about that with the Kodak cameras, the disposable ones. That was my thing back then. You know, disposable ones develop it easy. You get the package right. a couple days later. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I just done the flipping. Uh, it's a, as a professional, a lot of time people always assume like, oh, you're a photographer. Why? Where's your camera? They, you know, and it's like, first did you bring? experience things firsthand and uh so but there are those you know, little micro moments and yeah i'll do the whole iphone thing and right grab whatever and then you're a little bit but yeah. yeah so so i'm sure there's probably times to we get family events i gotta pull on my camera to get this paul get your camera um a years ago they uh they assumed I was gonna walk in with a camera and I didn't. I was there to be part of the reunion. Nobody asked me to, they just Yeah. Um That's funny. but again I I just rather be present, you know, with in my personal experience. That's great. The challenges from that. I tell you in, in general, the toughest shoot for me are, are the same experience right. ones. When you have most most since then, the Santa experience is the only thing that I do that does involve children. Right. You know, five years cut off at that. I have a right. second brand uh, that we just introduced this past year. We'll do a little over 20 weddings uh, for that oh, brand. Wow. I, I have photographers that work for me in that, but it's something when it comes to the children, that there's so many people out there that photograph families, that photograph newborns, right. that photograph children. Like It's an oversaturated market, and there's people that do it way better than I do. Yeah. And it comes to the Santa experience, what's interesting is it's it's a very specific children of, of different ages with right. Santa, so it's not the whole sit on the lap thing. It's very hard to explain verbally, right? But it's something yeah. that I have that short a period of time to work with. I don't know how the child's temperament when they walk sure. in the door, how they're going to react. And sometimes we've had a couple that no joke, you know, ran when when I had my old studio. Uh, yeah. Um, in the city, they ran right out the door, right out, you know, almost to the up to the street. Like you know, they, they that. were so yeah. quick, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa. Right. You know, I, so I and I'm very thankful that I that I. Okay. All right, All right. folks. Again, we just had a little audio blip here. We apologize, but we're almost we're almost done wrapping up here in a in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, we were talking about the Santa shop again, and uh, the yeah, our topic yeah. is just so hot we're melting the connection. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that's that's good stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that's your thing. But also, you could probably get some really cool candid photos too of kids just in the moment, like they're either scared or just like yeah, looking well, at Santa. I call it the drop and run. So right. it's like if you if the little one's not going to cooperate, do you want photos that you can laugh out and pull right. out when these sixteen taking over and you can pull out that album? And uh, I'd say the majority of the parents they get funny, they they yeah. go with that. That's awesome. So the last question I have for you, Paul, is uh, so if you look back at your twenty one year old self, uh, what's one thing that you tell your younger self now? Hmm, what's one thing? 
I would say, actually, you know what? Not to do anything different. Right. Okay. You know, because, uh, you know, I would not be where I'm at right now. It's the butterfly effect. Right. I would, if anything was to change, if I was to give myself a heads up and do something different. I wouldn't have my son. I wouldn't have my girlfriend. We wouldn't have our life changes that we're going through right now, the kinds of things that are happening in life. So, so I, I think, because, I, you know, we, we're always looking to cheat the system. We always right. want that, that magic bullet. We always want to have that insight. And I think the the best part of life is actually, I can agree more. I think it's the best advice to just get out there and just keep doing it and you know, hey, it'll be all right. And it's just keep doing what you're doing. So that's great. So well, thank you very much, Paul, for, for being here. I appreciate the uh, the time. This is awesome. Wonderful studio here in, uh, in Trolley Square. So how does someone get a hold of you? It's your website, paulpruitt.com. But what's it, is that the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, I think we might have multiple types of listeners here. So if, it, if it's consumers that are in the immediate yep. area in the Pruitt.com is is my consumer site. Uh, I also just launched the podcast myself. Uh, just got approved on iTunes uh, today. Great. Awesome. Um, and that's called ProfitPhotographers.com. Uh, they can sign up for uh, email and be able to get notifications about the, the podcast. But that's that's a once a week. It's not live. Bring fake and cheap assistance. Yeah. All disconnect or anything right. like that. You know, I could pretend it's live. I guess. No. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, I get some insights about my my marketing training background. You know, because I I was a national trainer after my successes in the real estate world. Uh, these things we didn't dive in that that are not as important. But you know, I was named one of the thirty under thirty in the world with the National Association of Realtors back then, and 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 my little one, like uh, awesome. you know, the fame in that world. And I'm just carrying over a lot of that information I learned to, to build a multi million dollar company and and. That's why I've been able to be successful. You right. Know, you know, we're melting wires and like I'm yeah. melting my. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <hair too. laughs> so, but uh, but just being so successful in my careers, uh, whenever I got involved with something. So awesome. hopefully I'll be able to. Photographers.com. Great, and we'll put all this information up once we have the show uh, in the podcast form. We'll uh, get out there and make sure uh, anybody connect with Paul, they're able to. Uh, so thank you again, Paul. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been. Do this again and make sure we get the connections all squared away. So thanks again. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for joining us again on our 30-minute journey every week. That's all we have. Join me next week for another show. Find me at Facebook.com, Joe Wu fan page, Twitter at Joe Rychowski, Google Plus at JoeWu.com. Thank you for listening and joining me tonight, and thank you for being a part of the journey. Good night, and live amazing, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.